Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. This story is yet another example of how the human race were just pigs. There's been a long-standing rumor that people at Disney theme parks poop themselves in line. Or at least drop it on the ground. Yesterday's lunch shows up. Really? There's a Pulitzer Prize winning news site called SF Gate. They just did a big article on the land, uh, this, this rumor. And, um, some Disney guests are so desperate to keep their spot in line, they'll resort to relieving themselves right there in the lineup. Oh my god. And it's not just kids, it's parents as well. Wow, adults. Yeah. Um, yeah, the kids, I, I could see an accident happening. At some point, because I mean, you're talking about lines that are what 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half. Well, they're saying some can go up to four hours. Four hours. No, I wouldn't. That's not even. Is, that's that's not even right. Like that. That should be. That's somewhere so wrong mm-hmm. to to make people who can hold it for four hours. You know, if you've got a lineup of a thousand people, the odds are. Yeah. If someone's going to have to go. Well, they say if you need a bathroom break, you're supposed to just flag down an employee and tell them they'd much rather let you back in line than have to clean up your uh, mess. But that's not always possible, is it? Well, I don't know. They've got a lot of employees. I mean, I'm sure there's there's got to be. In the time that it takes you, okay, when you realize you've got to go till the moment comes when you just can't hold it anymore. That's a pretty good stretch of time. Right. For most people, unless you've got some issue. So I would think in that time, you would see maybe an employee and say, hey, I I need a bathroom break here. Can you just hold my spot? I guess this is what the employees or the park is saying. Now, I think a lot of times we all wait too long. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, God, I really got to go now. Like, I I just, well, we went to Universal the start of the summer. And I remember a couple of those lines being long, um, the longest of which was almost an hour and a half. Mm. I don't remember seeing a single employee hmm. during that time. And it is a long, stretched out, uh, you know, uh, queue that right. you're in. It's not like it's just the back and forth rows where you can see where the start of the line is, the end of it is. Some of them are very, very long. Yeah, you know, I won. I, I sometimes think that one day if we ever had grandchildren, because we never took the boys to Disney, and much like hockey in this country, I think you're supposed to feel shame if you don't mm-hmm. make the trek to Disney or sign your kids up for hockey. So I've often said, well, yeah, maybe one day if we had grandchildren, we'd take them when they were old enough to appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't think so now. Oh, my goodness. I'm not interested. Might as well just take them to a gas station bathroom and let them hang out there. Yeah. Because, and again, it's it even if it is just the, the line queue, it's not easy to get in and out of that. Unless you're jumping over those bars and, and, and walking along them. Uh, it, with a whole bunch of people there, it's very difficult to get in and out of that line. I, I would imagine there are a lot of people who get to the point where ah, I've held it so long. I don't know if I can make it, and I'm certainly not going to make it if I've got to back through everybody. I, I, I just could never imagine. I don't think my body my body physically would allow me to do that. Right, yeah. I, 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 I can't pee when another guy's in the bathroom. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine dropping my pants. First of all, <laughs> how are you cleaning yourself up? No, that's not good. Like it, but it's, <clears throat> these employees say, yeah, it's crazy. 
an employee at Disney World said there's a specific hallway employees call the poop hall because oh. it happens so much. <laughs> Two former Disneyland janitors also talked about it in a book called Cleaning the Kingdom. There's a whole chapter called Disgusting Things. Like I bet they probably don't put garbage cans along those lines now because yeah. that would be the first place people go. Sit down on top of one of those. An employee said one day they were uh, working and there was actually three poop-related incidents in one day. <laughs> we are such pigs. <laughs> like, I really, and, and as an adult, like, what is going on? I know, I understand every now and then your body does some tricks on you. Right. And you got to poop when it's inconvenient. Uh-huh. But for, I think, most of us on a regular, reasonable diet... Poop in the morning. We at least have one poop a day right. somewhere. It's either in the morning or in the evening. Your body schedule is your body schedule. So if you're like a noon pooper, if you know that every time after lunch. Yeah, but when you're at a theme park, you go here, you're eating funnel cakes and well, greasy foods. But that's, that's pizza that's, slices. That's being insane. Have lunch. What do you got to be running around eating all this crap all day long? Well, I mean, but if you're eating lunch there, who knows? Maybe it affects you. I don't know. I just, I hope if you have to go in your line, the whole theme of it's a small world after all <laughs> still applies. Well, I've now got an opportunity to check Disney World off as a place I'm never returning to. It's a Craig and Lucky, weekday mornings on 94.9 The Rock. There is a lifestyle checklist. It's called Life's Essential 8. And supposedly this checklist can add six years to your life. People who do these uh, essential eights uh, tend to have a biological age that's lower than their actual age. Okay. So you might be 51 on a cellular level, but you're more like 45. And you'll feel healthier and all that type of stuff. So uh, top of the list, of course, eat better, less processed foods, more whole foods, veggies, nuts, and seeds. Be more active. Adults need at least 75 minutes of moderate exercise a week. You know, it's 75 minutes over a week is not much. No. Yet we still find a way out of it. 15 minutes a day. Yeah, it really is nothing. Somebody once said to me, and I did try it uh, briefly, of course, because <clears throat> it's exercise and I hate all forms of it. But if you were just to do jumping jacks for like a couple of minutes... On and off throughout the day. Right. And you do it like a, a dozen times. Yeah. You're there. You're there. You're beyond there, actually, because that that I wouldn't even consider as moderate exercise for yeah. many. Uh, doing jumping jacks is a full-blown workout. Yeah, it for sure. really gets the heart rate spiked. Moderate exercise is me walking the dog for the 15 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and we just can't bring ourselves to do it. I should get back to those jumping jacks. Uh, don't use tobacco, of course. That includes vaping. 
Get enough sleep, seven to nine hours a night for adults, up to ten for teens. I can't remember the last time I ever slept nine hours straight. Right. I don't think so. Really? No. Not not since starting, well, not since becoming a father in uh, 1994, and certainly not since starting doing morning radio in 95. Yeah, not even on the weekends you can't? Uh... No. No, I usually... I'm not uh, passing out for that length of time. No, if I go down for... Let's say we go to bed at like 11 o'clock, I'm awake by 5. Right. I mean, I'll roll over and go back to sleep, but... Usually, when you're used to waking up early, the body clock gets you, Yeah. Right? Like, I, I, I can't go straight. First of all, I need to pee. Right. Uh, keep your weight in check. The healthy BMI is between 19 and 25. There's online calculators to help figure out where you're at. That's the fifth most important thing. Control your cholesterol. High levels of bad cholesterol cause heart disease. Manage your blood sugar. Eat right and exercise to avoid type 2 diabetes. And keep your blood pressure in check. 120 over 80 or less is ideal. Now, I okay. think it's different between men and women, too. Yeah. Because I know when I went onto the blood pressure pills, I was pumping around 140 over, I don't know what it was. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I'm down around like 130 now. Hmm. Or it might have even been higher. I know that with the uh, at-home blood pressure machine, you got the green, the yellow, and the red line. It was usually somewhere between the yellow and the red, <laughs> hovering a little high. Now I seem to be in the green every time I check it. So that's good. So I know that I need to probably, I think I eat pretty good, but my snacking is bad. Mm. You? I'm I'm turning a corner. Are you? We're, uh, we're making some changes. Are you? It's tough. Less meat, more veggie. Uh, well, a little to more. We're trying to get towards the uh, the Mediterranean. Yeah, or or adding that. Mm-hmm. Like we, we get more fish. We bought fish. Okay, get that into the diet. More fish and seafood. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the veggies and legumes that I really struggle with. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mind broccoli, asparagus. When it's in a cheese sauce. No, no, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I, I do have to cut out the ranch uh, dip. For you some know, of those. But, I mean, tzatziki is good for you. Well, you get the yeah. yogurt one. Hummus is better. Hummus, yeah. We've had, yeah I, had, uh, I had my snack last night was carrots with hummus well, and baba ganoush. Look at you. I know. That's good. That Can't spell good. it, but no. <laughs> barely no. choke it down. I find if I want to get more veggies in me, making them into a soup, like a broccoli soup, right. is a, a good way to choke them back hmm. if you don't want to be a, any kind of, like you can take it all, right? Any, any veggie if you yeah. want into a soup. Um, I've been off the butts forever. We both probably need to be more active. Yeah. Definitely need more sleep. Uh huh. The weight for me is all right. I mean, I have dropped a lot. You? Still working on it. <laughs> well, you'll get there. Yeah, with your I know. I just and hummus. started like a week ago. And your cholesterol, well, you're maintaining that, or the yeah. doctor's told you to keep an eye on it. Keeping an eye on it. How's your blood sugar? I think we're good. You think you're good? And how's your blood pressure? Very good. Very high between 5 a.m. and 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel will announce People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive for 2023 on his show tonight. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. They're still doing this, eh? They still do it. Yeah. And uh, usually he'll probably have whoever it is as a guest tonight, I would think, as well. Who's the sexiest woman alive? They've only ever done it once, supposedly, and that was in uh, 2014 with Kate Upton. Really? And I agree. (laughs) 
Oh, she... I spent a lot of time watching that burger video or commercial she did. Right. Slowly eating that big greasy hamburger. Mm. Um, but why have they only done it once? Why wouldn't they do a sexiest man and a sexiest woman? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with women being objectified. Right. And uh, normally but, we would go and do this with a man because they haven't had to put up with as much of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. This was maybe the, I don't know, uh, again, they did it in 14. I don't even know why they attempted it in 14, and they must have gotten backlash over it, and that's why they didn't do it after that. Okay. I don't know. You know people of people. <laughs> Give your people of yes. people a call. Give my agent a call. What's going on with the people of people? Uh, some fun facts about the sexiest man alive. Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Johnny Depp, and Richard Gere, all two-time winners. Oh. Yeah, I guess nobody's won it more than twice. I would have thought they only started in 2000. I would have thought Richard Gere would have been a little past the pretty, uh, pretty woman stage at that point. Uh, no, they didn't just start it in 2000. They were oh. doing it in the 80s. Oh. Yeah. Um, people didn't give out the award in 1994. So in 2015, it was retroactively given to Keanu Reeves. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, again, I don't know why they didn't do it in 94. Why would you retroactively? That's the real. Kick in the face. Get your people to call your people of people. Uh, your man, Sean Connery, is the oldest recipient. He was 59 when he won it in 89. Okay. Tom Cruise is the youngest. He's 27 when he was awarded it in 1990. JFK Jr., a 1988 honoree, is one of only two non-entertainers to win Sexiest Man Alive. The other, David Beckham in 2015. Oh. Have you finished that Beckham doc? I have not. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to uh, see how they handle the affair because okay. I think uh, he speaks openly about it. Right. But you think that Victoria would say, well, we'll just, let's just edit that bit out. Or let's give it 30 seconds. Yeah. Well, like most soccer games, I might catch the start and then lose interest very quickly. <laughs> he certainly knows how to dress that, Beckham. In uh, 1993, Cindy Crawford and Richard Gere were named Sexiest Couple of the Year. Okay. Well, that's one we could be in the running for, you and I. <laughs> so that Richard Gere's done all right. Two-time winner and sexiest couple. Yeah. Yeah. If he'd only stayed away from those gerbils. Yeah. He could have had it all. Mm-hmm. And as mentioned, Kate Upton in 2014 was uh, people's sexiest woman alive. What? I, wonder, I wonder how many times he's been asked about that rumor. Like, oh, I think many, many, many times. I think his agents basically tell any interviewer, you bring it up, he walks. Yeah. <laughs> At this stage. How the hell did that even get started? Yeah. <laughs> where, where out of the, in the world did that come from? I haven't seen a photo of Kate Upton in some time, and she's been married to Justin Verlander for Oh, yeah, we saw, there's a lot of video of her during the playoffs and that games and stuff like oh, that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because he was playing for Houston. Well, you know, I don't watch the sports. Of course. So I wouldn't have seen her, but I had to go Google her again. I'll bet you any money, too, because they've been married a while. they got kids somewhere. At some time, Justin Verlander has sat across a, a table with a pint in his hand and said to his buddy, she is busting my balls. <laughs> I have... I have had enough. <laughs> What's the line? Somewhere somebody else is tired of that? Yeah, somewhere somebody is sick of that. Yeah. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger handing out some advice, and even at his age, I'd still listen. I saw his documentary. The man is still tough as nails. Very much so. Use you like a whack-a-mole. Uh, he says, when you wake up in the morning, do not think. Before you engage your brain, you should engage your body in some physical activity. 
He says, uh, don't think when you get up because you'll start thinking about stupid stuff and negative stuff. Just roll out of bed, get on your bike, and start riding. Okay. And work out and do something physical. Then afterwards, you'll feel much better about yourself and about the world, the way you look at the world and everything. Right. Arnold seems to have done all right for himself. Sure. I mean, there was the maid issue. I was going to say, most people, when they get out of their bed, you know, make their bed, but he didn't have to. There was a maid for that. If you're an only child, you probably had moments when you wished you had siblings. And if you have siblings, you probably had moments when you wished you were an only child. Right. Uh, Some say they weren't happy about their sibling placement, meaning they did not like being the oldest, the middle, the youngest, the only. And uh, most said their sibling placements did shape their personality. And uh, some said it had a positive effect. Uh, this uh, poll also asked about people's ideal placement. And um, the most said they wanted to be the oldest, then uh, the youngest, then the middle. They always said that the middle is the uh, the tough spot to be in. And I, and I forgotten heard, one. Yeah, yeah, and I, and, I, and, I, and the, you know, at the bottom of the list is being an only child. But I, I have heard from middle uh, children who uh, say they got uh, they got uh, the the toughest because yes, there wasn't much at the table for them. Uh, the parents were either wrapped up in trying to still raise the first one and figure out their next steps, and then of course the baby is always the baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know certainly being the oldest, and I've heard this from uh, siblings who are uh, the older ones. You. You take the brunt of a lot of stuff. Yes. You know, your parents are much tougher on you than they are on your siblings. You might have the spotlight on you a lot more for good and bad. Um, but it seems that the youngest is able to get away with a lot more. Yeah. Well, you learn a lot of lessons on the first one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're learning how to parent yeah. and figuring it all out. Uh, hopefully, if you've got more beyond that, you kind of figure it out as this. As the years go on. And, and, and for families that are bigger than that, a lot of times the oldest becomes a pseudo parent to the youngest. Oh they, yeah, yeah. When I was, uh, in grade six or so, uh, I had made friends with this, uh, this guy who was the youngest of four, but he was way younger. Like his brothers and sisters were already growing up when he showed up. Mm. Like, they were already, like, late teens. Right. So by the time him and I became friends, like, he had nephews and nieces already, you know. <laughs> um, and so with that, his parents were so much older, and they just couldn't be bothered. Yeah. And so he was allowed to just run around and do whatever the hell he wanted. <laughs> and I remember, like, sneaking onto the go bus to go downtown with him. Wow. We go into the C- we go to the C and E together, like grade six. Yeah. And his dad worked downtown, so then he'd just find a payphone and call his dad. And and his dad would say, Oh yeah, yeah, get your way to the office at like four o'clock or four thirty. And then we'd we'd get a drive home with him. And my parents hadn't even known I was gone. I just said, oh, I'm gonna go hang out with Daniel for the day. Roaming around downtown. So yeah, it had I mean, had I asked my parents, it would have been an absolute no because mm. I was the oldest. True. <clears throat> Anyhow, yeah, it is so interesting with siblings, uh, and and I've noticed this as the years have gone on and just talking to different people. It is amazing how we can all grow up in the same house, but see that house completely different. Oh, for sure. Like there will come a day, 
and I and I don't know that I've had this exact conversation with Daniel and David, but just in little things that have been said here and there over the years, and I certainly know it from uh, from talking with my my wife uh, over the years. She had uh, three; it was her and her sister and her brother. She was the youngest. Um, yeah, you just you could take uh, Christian and Evan and sit, well, take them into a room and say, uh, "Tell me about your childhood," and just their perception. Mm-hmm. Of how you know you guys were with each of them, yeah. Whether Evan would see it that Christian was treated better or got less. Usually, it's a, there's a, a, a jealousy mm-hmm. for somewhere. There's always a rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm getting my first real taste of it because I was an only child, where I, you know I, I look at it and say, "You have a friend right there. Mm-hmm. You got a playmate. Go play, right? Figure it out." Um, and, and I've seen my friends who have siblings and, and not get along. I mean, the brothers would kill each other as, mm-hmm. as we were growing up and, uh, and, and they would, oh, I wish I didn't have you as a, as a, as a brother. Mm-hmm. And I'd see that happening. And then I'd go home and be like, boy, my house is quiet. <laughs> yeah. There were times where I, yeah, I wish I had a sibling too. Yeah. No, there was, I mean, it's, it's good with Daniel and David now. They've, they've come to a place in their life where they seem to get along, but they don't have to be under the same roof anymore. Right. You know, they hated, I mean, hated each other yeah. growing up. But like if you, whatever you think goes down between Evan and Christian, not even close. <laughs> Cause I see your two boys as like, there is some level still of like of one another. Yeah. They, they, they don't really converse as much anymore. Mm. Um, as, uh, as other friends and, uh, and girls and technology have taken over. Mm-hmm. But that being said, they, you know, I, I've told them like, listen, you don't have to be best friends all the time, but you're always going to be brothers. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I see it. And I can tell you, like as an only child, I, I I look at friends who, as adults, can't pull it together to talk to their siblings, right. and I, I it infuriates me. God, it's just too much water under the bridge. Yeah, too much history. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let it go. Your blood is supposed to be thicker than water. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, and, and and I know you because again, coming from being an only child, you have this this different vision of it all, but. You know, we don't pick our family. We pick our friends. Mm-hmm. And the reality is a lot of times our family members wouldn't be our friends. Right. I I, I, I don't go by the belief that, well, just because we were born as siblings, we've got to be bonded for life. Should we be mutually respectful of one another? Well, yes. Can we see each other over Christmas or say happy birthday? Of course. But there might come a stage where your two boys just lead their own lives. Well, and again, I said you don't have to be best friends, yeah. but you'll always be brothers. Yeah. You know, and and you know the fact that you see them, some that can't talk to each other. Oh yeah, yeah. Can't yeah. be in the same room as each other. Yeah. Like Forty years later. Yeah. It's like, dude, let it go. Mm, I don't know that you can. I, well, obviously they can't. Yeah. No, listen. I lost my sister when we were in a massive battle and not speaking. Um. Yeah, do I regret that? Well, I don't know. It it was what it was. Just because we were fighting and she passed, it's gonna it's tragic, of course. Right. But I'm not sure that uh, all these years down the road that we'd be in any different of a spot. Right. Well, I mean, you like to think that at the passing of your parents that you could sometimes that creates even more of a rivalry. Yeah. Obviously, right? Yep. Bigger problems. Uh, but, but you know, see them come together and at least. You know, be able to sit in the same room. Yeah, until the will is read. Yes. And then the fights begin again. When uh, the Texas Rangers won the World Series, a relief pitcher, Will Smith, 
Hey, has he given up acting? <laughs> uh, he became the first player in MLB history to win three straight World Series rings with three different teams. Wow. He won in 2021 with the Braves, then in 2022 with the uh, Astros, and now the Rangers. Thankfully, that, uh, that Will Smith only slaps asses in the mm-hmm. dugout. Yeah, Smith is now a free agent, so uh, what team would want him to win the 2024 World Series? Could be the guy's lecture. If you yelled at a cup of coffee for eight years straight, you'd produce enough energy to heat it. <laughs> Who the hell figured that out? And why? Yeah. <sighs> Before J.D. Salinger became a famous author and a recluse, he worked as a cruise director. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's about as opposite from recluse as you can find. Yeah. I had such a crush on uh, Julie, the cruise director on the love boat. Okay. And then she became a raging cocaine addict. Right. And I had a bigger crush. (laughs) Johnny Depp got divorced from his first wife, Lori Ann Allison, in 1985, which is one year before his second wife, Amber Heard, was born. Wow. Was he not married to that uh, fashion model in there? I don't think they were ever married. Vanessa Paradis or something? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think. I think they just were together uh, as a couple. But no ring. Hmm. Didn't put a ring on it. Right. David Bowie had no problems. <laughs> Keeps your bed cleaner when you're... <laughs> well, you don't, apparently, if you're Johnny Depp. Actually, I learned something. I always thought if you lived with someone and you were common law and never got married, that after, like, five years, it was like marriage. And if you split up, both of you could go after each other. But it turns out that if you're not married... They can go after you for whatever they came into the relationship with or helped to build. But if you have previous assets, you can't touch them. Mm. That's good to know. Mm. <laughs> Down the road. Yeah. Well, the the caveat to that is you have to have previous assets, Craig. Right. No, but what I'm thinking is I'm going to make sure to lock the next woman down if she oh, has assets. Gotcha. I know I don't have it. Right. Gotcha. David Bowie had no problems traveling by cabs and subways in New York City. It was his trick. He'd just carry a Greek newspaper with him while traveling around to give the impression that he was just a Greek man who looked like David Bowie. Really? That's smart. The country of Monaco is so small, it could fit into Central Park in New York twice. Wow. All that wealth, all that concentration of wealth in that one little spot. Before Mussolini got into politics and became a dictator, he worked as a teacher. Okay. (laughs) Boy, probably a strict one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny, you talk to my mother. Teacher's a dictator. She still believes Mussolini. Was good. Oh, yeah. Well, because she came of an age time. when, yeah, yeah, and he he brought, much like what Hitler was trying to do in Germany, those around him at the time saw him as a, like a forceful leader who was, because their economy had been destroyed after World War One, mm-hmm. and they saw him as a doing good stuff to rebuild them. The first album ever on CD was Living Eyes by the Bee Gees in 1981. Really? Now, I thought it was like Steve Miller or uh, I thought maybe the, I had heard I've heard different stories about this because I think there was uh, once it was supposed to be Springsteen who had the first one. And then it was Steve Miller's greatest hits. Okay. But maybe that sold the most CDs early on. Hmm. Then there was the Eagles greatest. Hit, so I don't know. But anyhow, 
I remember my dad had a, like the first CD single I'd ever seen. And it was, I think it was Steve Winwood mm. back in the day. But the, like at that time, the CD single was like a miniaturized version of the CD. Yes. Yeah. You know, almost like what was like the 45 to the 33 in the yeah. album, right? That's right. Uh, mild bell peppers didn't exist before the 1920s. Okay. Yeah. Barbie has had more than 200 different careers, including astronaut, doctor, rapper, <laughs> a Mountie. Her first gig in 1959 was a fashion model. She's had 23 jobs this year alone, including referee, math teacher, and U.S. president. Yeah. <laughs> of course she is. She's a busy girl. Only three of the 20 most watched TV finales have happened since 2000. Friends in 04, Frasier in 04, and Everybody Loves Raymond in 05. Hmm. Yeah. I like this. Eric B. and Rakim filed a lawsuit against Island Def Jam over their album Paid in Full because they figured they hadn't been paid in full. <laughs> Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.